Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today, the Saturday morning, where we like to talk about some things a little bit different. If you're new here today, we, we are here every single day, Monday through Friday. We're usually teaching something directly out of the Bible and teaching. We're currently going through a series on the Sermon on the Mount, and I invite you to join us to be a part of that. You'll, re- you'll be blessed by it. Saturdays and Sundays, we try and take a little break from that and talk about maybe something else. Sometimes we just pray. Sometimes we talk about something in the news. Sometimes I maybe like to offer some practical advice, life advice, which is what I want to do this morning. And I have a Bible verse I'd like to share with you. And then I have a story I want to tell you that relates to something, a personal story that was, I think, a real God moment in my life that happened several years ago. And um, I think it would benefit to you, and it has to do with something in the news today. So let's get right into it. Here we go. In the Scripture, we read from Proverbs is where I'd like to look this morning. Proverbs 14 and verse 16. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. Hmm. Wisdom. Wisdom sees something that's coming Wisdom sees the evil and is careful to turn away, but a fool, as opposed to a wise man, a fool is careless. He's arrogant. He thinks he's, he can proceed in the way of evil and it's not going to touch him. He's above it. It won't happen to him. The classic, it won't happen to me, right? Proverbs 22 and verse 3, the prudent sees the evil and hides himself. But the naive go on and are punished for it. And so here we have another character quality, the quality of being prudent or prudence, where a prudent person is careful. Now, take this from a guy who on the, if you had a scale of being cautious versus being a risk taker, as the scale's like one to 10, five's right, perfect in the middle, I'm probably about an eight or nine. I'm a I'm, I'm by nature a risk taker. I'm an optimist. I believe it'll work out. As I've shared earlier, some, uh, sometimes the reason I'm late to a meeting is because I assume driving there, every light's going to be green. And lo and behold, some of them are red. I'm an optimist. I think the best will happen. I look for the best and so on. And I realize that weakness in myself. And I try and be around people who are more careful and can balance out my natural tendency to go for it, to take the risk, to believe the best will happen and not be careful. But today, I think God has taught me some things, and I want to share them with you about being prudent in in the face of potential evil. Uh, Yesterday in America, and you probably are aware of this, but if you're not, you should be, we had the second largest bank failure in the history of our country. Now, banks in America, if you're from another country, they don't fail very often over here. We have them well-regulated. The government stands behind them. And uh, the, uh, a bank failing is very uncommon. And when it happens, it tells you something is not right. Indeed, this was the 16th largest bank in America. It's called Silicon Valley Bank. It's out in, located out in Silicon Valley where and it, it often would finance not, not as much people like you and me, retail investors, but it was far bigger a banker to the startup companies 
and um, uh, tech companies, some of the bigger tech companies. Now, they certainly had plenty of clients just like you and me, but that's their real clientele was they helped finance the technology companies. And there are a lot of startup technology companies that have done very, very well, and some, of course, haven't. They failed yesterday. And and they it had been coming for the 48 hours, and they began trying to raise some money. It was pretty clear that the reason they failed had to do with policies that our government has implemented and encouraged. Now, they were decisions made by the bank board and, and bank employees, but they're decisions that were encouraged by Fed policy and by, by our fiscal policies. And it raises a question, how safe is your bank? It's a big question. How safe is your bank? Could your money be at risk? And I think this is an important thing because we live in a time, of course, where God has, well, always God has provided us with money. You've worked hard for your money. And your money is a stewardship from God. Never forget that. God provides us with money, and he wants us to be faithful with it. Part of that involves faithful money means I earn it legally, properly, ethically, morally. It means I spend it properly. It means I I recognize I'm accountable to God. It means I manage it well. And part of managing it well is being aware of how much risk are you taking. And personally, I'll just share with you know any money I've had. About a year ago, I just went, took everything out and went all cash. I thought our economy is in uh, risky times. Our economy is in risky times. The stock market had gone way up during the pandemic. It was coming down. Uh, it was uh, it was risky times. And I thought even though with all the warning about cash, your money's being inflated away, and it was, yet uh, also the stock market was even worse, in my opinion. I'm not your financial advisor, by the way, and I'm not giving you that that advice. I'm just sharing some of my story, which leads to this. Is your money safe? And I want to share a story that happened to me when I was in Israel in 19, excuse me, in 2019. All right. And this was a God moment for me. It was a pretty important moment. And it changed the way, changed some of the risk I was willing to take and some of the ways I looked at money. And I want to share it with you. Uh, some of you know we were in, in, in Israel. My wife had a um, uh, heart issue and a medical emergency where she was hospitalized. And so on this particular day of the tour, I stayed back. The tour group left. They went down to Masada. And I stayed back at the hotel, and I was going to go visit my wife in the hospital and spend the day with her in the hospital. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of money with me. I don't usually carry money. Do you? I mean, I'm an all credit card guy now. I mean, all, I mean, just all credit card. That's all. Anything I want to spend, you can use a credit card. And I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose cash. I don't like to carry cash. I don't like to have a big wallet in my pocket. I like it thin. And so I just carry a couple credit cards, my driver's license, and that's about it. Um, turns out you have to pay, I had to pay cash to get to the hospital for a taxi ride. But it was only about 35 bucks that I've had to pay. It was about a little bit over a two-mile walk. And I thought, oh, I can just walk down there. I Here's another thing with me. I don't ever do an ATM. Like I said, I don't take, take cash. 
It'd probably been over 20 years I'd used an ATM and gotten cash out of an ATM. So I'm just not used to, I don't even know codes or passwords or anything like that. And I knew I was going to have to go to a bank and actually get some cash because over there in Israel, I'd need it for the taxi cabs. Well, I didn't have enough money for the cab. And I thought, it's two miles. I checked it. It was only two miles to the hospital, a little bit over two miles. I could walk it. Well, I began to walk. And that two miles went straight up a a hill with a high incline. And I'll tell you, after about a half a mile, here I was in a foreign country. Most people don't speak my language. And I was walking up this hill, and I was huffing, and I was puffing. And I was out on a strange street in a strange country. And I honestly, and I had to sit down because I was out of breath. I honestly thought, am I going to have a heart attack and end up joining my wife in the in the in the in the uh, hospital, I took down. I sat down, took my breath, walked a little bit more. Was huffing and puffing. This hill was a pretty steep hill. It was a two mile, but it was. I was get. I was out of breath, and I was uh, again. I was feeling very alone, and and I uh, and I would see these cars, th- these taxis going by, and I thought to myself, I have enough money back in America, to buy that taxi cab. I could buy that car, but I don't have enough money in my pocket right now to hail him down and and say, can you drive me the next two miles? I can give you 30 bucks. I I didn't have the cash. It struck me. Money is of no value if you can't get to it. This is important. Money is of no value if you, if you don't have access to it. And and then I got to thinking of what is money? And this is an important thing. What is money? And I use this little graphic in the thumbnail. I'll put it up here too. Money today is digital. My money, probably your money, is digits in a bank or in a brokerage account or somewhere. Most of our assets today, it's not in our hand. It's digits. It's not even cash in a bank. It's digits in a bank. It's all computerized. Now, this is very convenient, and I appreciate the convenience. But it began to think, do I even have proof of any of the money I have? If, the, if, if, if by chance, and I realize that our banks and brokerages, they've got backups, and they've got their servers in various parts of the country and of the world. But if that would somehow get wiped out, would I have any evidence that, I, that any of that money that I think is there is even really there? Or not? It's kind of a scary thought when you realize. Or if the bank closes down, like for instance in 2008, it looked like could banks some banks close down, or like today, could it look like some banks are closing down? If that were the case, would I have access to it? I came back from that time. I felt that was a real God moment for me, to be honest. I felt like uh, I, I felt about as insecure as I felt in a long time. I knew God was with me, but here again I was in a foreign country. People speak a different language. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Everyone I was with had left on the bus to go to it. They were, they were a couple hours away now, and I was there all by myself without any access to this. And I was, I just thought, boy, the, we trust and we are secure with our money, right? Now, our confidence is in God ultimately, but I want to tell you we live in a culture, we live in a society where money matters. My advice to you, what all this leads to, I don't know if this uh, bank failure will be a contagion and spread to other banks. 
The problem, the reason it failed could well be true of other banks as well, because it relates to policies. They made some bad decisions. Other banks may have made also the bad decisions, perhaps greedy decisions, but decisions encouraged by our Fed and by our government at the time. So what did I learn my, my time in Israel? By the way, I did make it there. I did find a bank. I did get some cash out. And the rest of the time, I could take a taxi and not risk dying of a heart attack. But my advice to you, have some money available. Have money available. Don't count on it all being available on your credit card. Have, have in your home, and I've done this since. I don't want to encourage anyone to come rob me. But since then, I have had cash available, and I've tried to have at least a month's worth of expenses in cash available in case something were to ever happen where our money would be frozen, like happened to this bank yesterday. It's frozen now. And people who have their money in there may have difficulty getting it or for a period of time. And it may be insured, but it may take some time to get it. And I just encourage you, have some assets available, have them in cash, be able in an emergency, be prepared for an emergency. Emergencies happen. Crises happen. We haven't seen a lot of them. We're used to things going secure. We're used to things being safe. We're used to things operating normally. But we still live in a fallen world. And we still live in a place where, believe me, where our economy is on some thin ice right now. And it has been for a long time. You know this. We know this. The debt we've piled up, the, the, the credit, the, the, the way it's all happening now digitally instead of actual exchange of money or some sort of currency. All of these things, be careful. That's all I'm saying. Be wise. Be prudent with your money. So if there is a problem, you don't get stuck. I call it insurance. You should think of it as insurance. I have insurance on my house, insurance on my car, insurance on my health. I hope I never have to make a claim. I hope I never lose my house. I hope I never have a car accident. I hope I hope I, I never have, have a big hospital bill. But you know what? I have insurance just in case. And I think one form of prudent insurance today is to have access to cash on hand should things happen in our financial system that leaves us in trouble. I think the threat level of that happening increased significantly in the last 48 hours. That's why I share this with you. I hope we have no problem. I hope your bank is safe. I hope your money is safe. But be prudent, be wise. Father in heaven, we thank you today that you are our provider. We look to you and trust you always. We thank you that you, we acknowledge this, and you, you said, seek first your kingdom, your righteousness. You'll provide for us. And I pray and I thank you for that, and, I, and I'm secure in that, Lord. And I thank you even that day in Israel when it was scary and, and I felt insecure, and I felt like, what could happen here? And I, and I felt like I'm in the middle of nowhere all by myself and with nothing, to, no money. And I thank you, Lord, at that time, you are our rock, and we can trust in you. And I thank you. You were my rock, and you got me through it. But, Lord, I also believe you were telling me to be wise and be prudent and be careful and to see evil, potential evil coming our way. And I pray, Lord, that for me and for our community here, that we would be careful and wise in managing our money, and that if there's difficult times around us with others, we would be protected because we saw the evil and we are wise in what we did. I pray for this now. And I pray for I pray, Lord, and 
you provide for us. And I pray, Lord, for people to even today having financial need. I, I know our friends from India here, and uh, Sunil's hospitalized, and his bills are adding up. And I know, uh, Lord, there, there may be people from California who've lost all their money in this weekend. They're worried all their money's now frozen. Uh, even is it gone in in their bank? And will it will it be able to be reimbursed? And I know there's fears and anxieties. I pray, Lord, give us peace. Give us the peace that passes understanding, but a peace and wisdom as well. We ask these things and trust you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, well, I today am going to take some steps along these lines. Um, I hope you do too. Again, I'm not your financial advisor, and, and I know when it comes to advising on money, we all have different risk tolerances and concerns and and I've just realized I, 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 I'm not an advisor, but I think I do have common sense. I think I have some experience. And I think I've been burned before. I don't want you to be. God bless you. Glad you're with me. If you're new, I hope you will uh, be here regularly. I hope you'll join our community. I hope you'll subscribe to the channel. Come here live every day at 830. You can enjoy and be a part of the chat and you can make comments on what I say or if you can watch later on and leave your comments in the discussions below I'd love to hear from you you can even just listen on the Apple Spotify or Google platforms if you like but we believe in being in the word consistently and I hope that you will uh, join us regularly if you're if you're having difficulty having a meaningful everyday time in the word of God join us let let us let me help you and if you are having that time and you can still fit an extra 15 minutes, I hope you join us as well. God bless you. I love you. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.